0: Hey everyone, welcome to church, let's stand together and let's worship this morning.
1: just say
0: Should nothing but our efforts stand No legacy survive Unless the Lord does Raise the house in vain Its builders strive To you who boast tomorrow's gain Tell me what is your life a mist that vanishes at dawn oh glory be to christ oh glory be to christ our king oh glory be to christ his rule Oh, King. Oh, glory be to Christ. His rolling rain will ever sing. Oh, glory be to Christ.
2: Yes, that one line in that song that He is making all things new. So, no matter what your situation is today, God. Jesus Christ, through his Son, is making all things new. Praise the Lord. Father, we thank you today that you're making all things new. Lord, we come to you this morning and we bow down to humbly acknowledge you as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. You are the great I Am, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, Lord, and we thank you today that you honor us today with your presence, Lord. We thank you that you're here, Lord, and that you love us and you care about us, and so Lord, I just lift up uh, this church, this congregation, those online, our children, our students, Lord, our cafe watchers, Lord, all that's uh, online. We just pray, dear God, that your Holy Spirit would minister in a wonderful way today, Lord. We just thank you, Jesus, and we pray, Lord, that your anointing would be upon Gay this morning as she brings the morning message, that you would open our hearts, Lord, at this Christmas season, and we would allow you to rule and reign in our hearts, and we receive your word with gladness, Lord. We thank you today, Lord, that no matter the situation we're in, that you one day, Lord, will make all things new, and we trust you and believe that you will do that. In your name we pray, Amen. Amen. You can be seated. Welcome to church today. We're glad that you're here this morning and if you're a guest with us this morning, we're really glad that you're here as well. Hope that you find uh, this to be a place that you and your family or just you can worship and be a part of this church. Uh, We're going to prepare to take our tithes and offerings in just a little bit and we are appreciative of your giving. Many of you give faithfully and and uh, you carry the work of the, of the church here, the local church. When you give in the morning offering, or t- your tithes and offerings, it helps us to do the ministry here in this local church that Christ has called us to do. And uh, that's to share hope. And so we try to do that faithfully and, and serve you faithfully with your tithes and offerings and be a good steward. So thank you for your giving. Uh, you can give in many ways. It's on the screen there this morning. We have an app. If you've never downloaded our app, it's an app full of information, and you can give on that app, pretty simple. Or you can go out to the debit card and uh, debit and credit card machines, and you can give out there. You can give a cash or check to Salem Fields Community Church, or online, you can give. Also, it's a great time for you to check in with your connect, uh, check in on Facebook, and uh, let people know you're here. And also, you can, uh, if you're a guest, or uh, we'd love for you to fill out a connection card, just so that we know that you're here, and that you're a guest, and if you're a regular tender. Uh, we would like for you to fill that out. If you have any needs or information you need, just put it on that card. Also, I want to update you on our Thanksgiving offering. Uh, God's poured out his spirit on us, and we have received total uh, cash and pledges of $62,419.13. And uh, we praise the Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. We praise the Lord for that offering. It's uh, much needed and much appreciated in people around the world. Uh, if they, I'd love to do a video just different places where they, people can thank you uh, where that money goes. But we appreciate that. And, you know, I was thinking coming to church last night, uh, you know, that's probably our largest Thanksgiving offering uh, total that we've had. And wouldn't it be great to hit $75,000? Anyway, you can think about that. If you haven't given, we'd love for you to participate in that and go well beyond that. because. Every dollar goes to help others, and so we thank you for that. Uh, It's Simple Christmas, and you can see by our events that uh, it's pretty simple around here. Not much going on, (laughs) uh, but there is a lot of good stuff going on, and we'd love for you to know about that and be a part of that. Uh, You can uh, go online and find that, and we'll have a card in your program next week that will have all those exciting activities on that. The one thing that's coming right up next week is our uh, Christmas festival festival, and uh, that's our, one of our major outreaches of the year. And it's a time for us to share uh, with our community and let them know that we love our community and that we want to share Christmas with them. And uh, we need plenty of help. If you haven't signed up, there's a table out there. We'd love for you to sign up and help us. It's hard to pull off these big events without volunteers, and you guys always come through. So we appreciate your help with that. There will be no Saturday night service, but that probably doesn't bother you because uh, you're here at 11 uh, on Sunday. Uh, something else that's coming up that we're uh, excited about is our Christmas prayer. Uh, we're holding that's It's going to be a little different this year. It starts at 7 o'clock and runs through 10. Now, you don't have to come there and stay that long, but it's a time where you can come and pray, and then you can leave um, as you want, and you can there will be prayer requests there that you can pray for, pray for your family. Uh, but it's a... Uh, if you go down to the end of the big parking lot, and where you turn in here and turn left instead, turn right at the end of that. There's a trail that an Eagle Boy Scout put in for us, and it's a really nice trail, and it goes down to a fire pit, and uh, there'll be a fire burning, and just a place for you to come and pray, and there'll be pastors there, and it'll be a good evening. So I hope that you'll plan to come out on the 15th for that. Uh, Women's Night Out is coming up, and. Uh, That's always an exciting time. I love to come bring my cookies and pajamas on. Uh, No. (laughs) It's not a woman. That's right. (laughs) So it's a great time for you to come if you're ladies and have a ladies night out and join together with other ladies and eat your cookies and uh, men, we eat chili and we did that Friday night and there's all kinds of chilies there and did all kinds of things to us. Uh, Night to shine uh, is one of our major events we're excited about here. Uh, it's, uh, it's a ministry to uh, people with special needs from 14 years and up, and uh, it's a great opportunity for us to impact a, a portion of our community that we don't uh, do very often, and so we're excited uh, to be able to be a part of that. We were in of the churches chosen uh, by the Tim Tebow Foundation to do this, but it takes lots of help to pull that off, and uh, so we would appreciate if you'd go out and visit the table Uh, It's got the ugly Dallas cowboy color balloons out there that you can go and visit Kim and uh, get more information. But we really need your help. Uh, Even uh, we need your help to invite people with special needs that you may know in uh, in the community. And one final thing that we don't have it on the screen, but we've got a light display outside that looks really ugly in the daytime. Uh, But at night, we believe it's going to be beautiful. If you'll come by and tune your radio station, FM radio station, into 90.3, the lights will put on a little show for you with the music, and so if you'll tell your friends and neighbors about that, um, we're kind of excited about that. We haven't seen it yet, but it's ready to go, and for you to come by and look at that. Thank you.
3: this song but uh, Psalm 95 six and seven says come before him and bow down before him and worship the king and that's exactly what we're gonna do so when that basket comes by then let's engage and sing to the Lord <laughs> Thank you, you can be seated. Say, thank you, Colin. He does a great job of those little videos. He's pretty awesome. Well, good morning. Well, there was a 10-year-old, and she was learning the Bible from her grandmother, and she said, now, grandmother, who was uh, Jesus' mother? Which virgin was that? Was it the Virgin Mary or the King James Virgin? (laughs) Ah. Do you know? (laughs) <laughs> well, Christmas is in full swing, right? The lights are out. I love the lights. Uh, I love putting my top down. I've had my top down on my car. I do that on my car every day. It's been great weather. And this morning, I put it down, and Buddy was with me. It was like, I said, ooh, it's 38. Perfect top-down weather. <laughs> And we came and he said, my head goes just a little above it, so the top of my head with no hair is getting all cold and everything. Wear a hat next time. Man, you got to get yourself prepared for this because I can't wait. I'm praying for snow, right? Let's get some snow. <laughs> I know a lot of you are saying, bah, humbug no snow I say let it snow let it snow let it snow because I put my top down and it's like a sleigh ride in there you guys (laughs) I mean the cockpit is so warm and it's just so anyway that's just how I do the winter (laughs) I love it but I put the top down I get my XM radio on holiday traditions and I hear Frosty the snowman and all of that and I get my Dunkin Donuts coffee I love Dunkin Donuts coffee that's a plug for them And uh, I just ride around, and that's my therapy, that's my chill out, that's my, uh, that's what I do. Some people play golf, this is what I do. And uh, I just love it. How about the decorations around this building? I'm telling you, this staff work their you-know-what's off, to do all of this they worked so hard buddy and I can't take any credit for it we just said you do this you do this you do that no I'm just kidding we don't do that but uh, they they made um, Marie and, and Jody lead the way for this and then the guys man they Kelly and those lights I'll tell you what he knows how to do some lights we've had volunteers here well you may not have seen it on Facebook so watch this this is how it happens <laughs> Yeah, it was mm-hmm.
0: Coming up here. I hate to say that, but right
3: there. <laughs> and there we go. Christmas tree. Wow. What do you say about that, Michaela? It's awesome. <laughs> and she's right. It's awesome. Did you ever wonder how it all happens around here? That's behind the scenes. Ruth Hall, I love her. She's in her 80s and she posted, she said, I knew it didn't just happen. <laughs> and I love that she can be in her 80s and still think that overnight it just still happens magically. But there are a lot of people behind the scenes and uh, I'm so grateful to everyone who made all of this happen it's so beautiful and those lights out front tell your friends about that to come drive up and tune into the radio and watch those lights dance it's going to be a a lot of fun well uh there is no doubt that at this time of year life can get really busy right really stressed it can get really complicated with all of the things that need to get done and you know we can get overwhelmed so easily and so what we decided to do is just call it simple christmas And just kind of strip it down and say, really, what is the point? What's the purpose of this? And so we're just kind of calling it KISS. You know that group KISS? Well, they're Keep It Simple. We'd say, keep it simple, sweetie. Okay? That's what we're going to do around here. We're just going to KISS. Keep it simple, sweetie. Now, gift giving is a huge part of this time of year, right? We think about those gifts that we're going to give. And it should be. Because everything got kicked off by God giving the greatest gift to mankind that anyone, it's the greatest gift ever. God came to earth, he wrapped himself in skin, he came as a baby, and he grew and had a ministry here, his name was Jesus. And he came so that all of us could be restored back into the image of who he originally created us to be. That we could be healed from sin. That he would destroy sin so that we could have the best life possible. It was the greatest gift for all mankind. And then there were some wise men, some very wise men, that traveled a long and treacherous journey just so they could take gifts to this Christ child. So gift giving is a big part of what we do. That tradition will probably never go away. And here we are, December 2017, and we're thinking about those gifts. Now, some of you have already bought them and some of you have already shopped a long time ago, but uh, many of us are still still have that ahead of us. But, you know, it's really amazing how it can get complicated because we try to think of just the perfect gift and Then we uh, know that it's going to take money to get those gifts, and it takes lots of money. But you know what? We are people that aren't too bad at spending. We spend. I found this article this week about Cyber Monday. Uh, you know about Cyber Monday, don't you? And it said this. It said, Cyber Monday hits new record 6.6 billion dollars. It's the largest online shopping day in U.S history. Now Black Friday recorded 5.3 billion 5.03 billion. Thanksgiving Day reported 2.87 billion. And the world's biggest shopping event—do you know where that takes place? In China, and they call it Singles' Day. And they reported a sale on the, sales on that day as 25.4 billion. That's crazy. It makes me weak-kneed. That's a lot of money that people are spending. Now, the holiday shopping so far from November to one to 27, the month of November. Brought a total of fifty billion dollars, and that was just online. That's crazy. And uh, this is going, the prediction is that this is the first ever holiday season to break one hundred billion dollars. Now, CreditDonkey.com survey showed that thirty-seven percent of the people finance their Christmas on a credit card. That means that we're spending money that we don't even have, right? and we feel that later and I you know I'm a psychologist so I have through the years diagnosed people why well, don't do that so much anymore I diagnose our culture and I look at our culture and I think we have a very bipolar culture we live in extremes we're spending like crazy and then what happens the day after cyber Monday giving Tuesday isn't that sweet because we spend all of that, and then we decide we're going to give. And so here are the statistics on giving. In 2016, uh, Giving Tuesday raised $177 million. That's a lot of money, isn't it? And in this year, it knocked it out of the water for last year. In 2017, it was $274 million that people gave away right 62,000 of it is coming into salem fields right to go out again to help people i mean it's amazing what people will give away but if you compare those two totals <laughs> you got it right the spending in the hundred billion and we donated 274 million it says something about who we are as a culture you see we live in this life of extremes it's like we'll spend, 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 and then we feel guilty about that, and so then we'll give some money, and it makes us feel a little bit better about that. And it's just kind of how we humans operate. That's a, The spending versus the donating, it's quite a, quite a huge difference. We spend, and we live in those extremes, and we begin to get caught up. And you know, it's really easy to forget the point and the purpose of what this is all about. Now we live in the world and unless you're dumping the word of God into yourself 24/7, we are drastically influenced by our culture. We're in it all day long and merchants and anyone who wants to get something from you have become geniuses in knowing how to manipulate and get people to think and behave the way that they want them to. And the, the scripture clearly says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Now, what that means is we live in this world, and it's a wonderful world, and I'm so glad we have so many of the things that we do, but the power of the culture is out there to steal your mind. It just is. And we subconsciously don't even realize the power that it's having on us until we take the time to stop and do exactly what we're doing here this morning. Or if you're at home in your jammies, (laughs) how many people have been at home in your jammies and watched online? I have. (laughs) If you're there, you know, it's the same for all of us. It says, be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God. See, as believers, that's our responsibility. What is the will of God? And it says, determine the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So, here's our challenge. How can we test and how can we discern how to have a good, acceptable, and perfectly simple Christmas? Well, we do exactly what we're doing here this morning, we take the time, we're very intentional, it's important to reflect, and it's important to look beyond the things that we get caught up in every day. Now, there was a store owner, and the store owner was doing some last-minute shopping, he had his young son with him, and he ran into another store owner that uh, they had been friends for quite a while, and, and the two ex- began to exchange greetings, and, and they spoke about what was financially a uh, profitable season it had been for the respective stores. Both, both of them were saying, man, this is great, and the boy heard his father say, this is the best, this has been the best Christmas ever. And so the two store owners separated and they left each other and the father and the boy went on to do their shopping and the boy got really quiet and the father noticed that and he said, son, I noticed that you got really quiet. What's on your mind, son? And, and the boy said, well, dad, I heard you say to Mr. Johnson that this was the best Christmas ever. And the dad replied, well, I did because the economy's great and people are really spending And the son said, well, okay, Dad, but I really thought that the best Christmas was the first Christmas. See, our our kids are watching, and they absorb everything that we do and everything that we say. And we may have some good intentions, but we need to take some time to really look at the way things truly are. And to look at ourselves. So how can we get that godly perspective that maybe a child has? That's kind of innocent and pure and looks at the world through a different lens, a different set of eyes. How can we as adults keep a godly perspective about what all of this means? Well, it's interesting in Luke, because in Luke, you will find the Christmas story. We call it the Christmas story. It's where the angel came and visited Mary, and she became pregnant by the Holy Spirit, and then she had to tell Joseph, you know that story, and we'll be talking more about that. But in that very same book is Jesus as uh, the Savior of the world who's walking the earth and speaking to his disciples. And he, he speaks where this is some 33 years later after his birth. And he's saying some very wise uh, words to, to the people that are there. And Jesus himself gives us his wisdom and he gives us his simple direction on how we can gain a godly perspective and cut through all of the powerful ways that the culture tries to get us caught up in it. And I'm just going to take this simple, the simple words of Jesus. And he said to them, he said, watch out. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Because life doesn't consist in an abundance of possessions. Now, the first thing that he says is watch out. He's saying, be aware. Now, he's not saying, ooh, you need to be afraid because there's a lot of ghosts and goblins out there and they're dangerous and they're going to try to steal your mind. That's not what he's saying. He's saying, be wise take time to think now I'm a woman and for a long time I've known that I need to take personal responsibility for my safety when I drive my car when I get in my car I lock my doors when I am driving at night I'll park under a lamp I will do everything that I can to be as safe as I possibly can I I try to be smart I try to be wise Now, if I was living in fear, I would never get in my car and I'd never leave my house. That's not what Jesus is doing here. He's not manipulating us through fear. He's saying, be wise. There are dangers out there. There are are opportunities for people to kind of snatch your thinking and for you to buy into something that really isn't God's way. And so take time to to think and to be intentional because, you see, the world can squeeze you into its mold instead of you living your life true and genuine in the ways of the Lord. Be mindful. Be intentional to look beyond what everybody else is doing because just because the crowd does it doesn't make it okay. It just means it's popular, So look beyond what everybody else is doing and what everybody else has. Get your eyes off of that and strive to live a balanced, godly life. Now, let me tell you something. Humans, we are hardwired to live the extremes. That's why we need a savior. We're hardwired to do things away, apart from God. That's why we need a savior. And Jesus went on to say, now be on guard against all kinds of greed. And what he's saying is, you need to take personal responsibility to diffuse greed in your life because once again, we humans are hardwired to be greedy. We are. That's why we need a savior. Left without a savior, we will operate out of our, out of our wants and our needs And Jesus says, be on guard for that in your own life. Now, nothing is wrong with material possessions. You know that, right? There is nothing wrong with material possessions. There is nothing wrong with money. There is nothing wrong with buying gifts. There is nothing wrong with enjoying the magic of the season. But right here, Jesus is laying out what an attitude toward material things is. Is to be. And he's speaking. Now now some of us are thinking. Yeah that person that has all that stuff. thats Jesus here. Is speaking to those who had a lot. Who had an abundant of material possessions. And those. Who didn't have much. You see the amount. Of material possessions that a person had. Didn't concern Jesus. He was speaking. To the heart. And to those with a lot, he spoke the parable of the rich fool. And he said, the rich fool is the one who's wrapped up in always acquiring new things. I need that new thing, you know, and then that wears out a little bit. And then I need another new thing. And it's the one that gains admiration for having such awesome things. And you say, well, you know, I, I, I'm not that way. But we have to ask ourselves, are we really? Why do we acquire these material possessions. There's a Roman proverb that says, money is like seawater. The more you drink, the thirstier you get. Think about that. You see, the rich fool is the one that tries to satisfy a deep longing within the heart that only God will ever fill. And it works its way out. That that place in our heart will work its way out in either in the extremes. We'll either be overspending or we'll be holding tight to it. And and Jesus was speaking to everybody, and he was saying that a person's attitude, if it's like the rich fool, there'll be this hunger to always want something else. There'll never be a satisfaction and never be a contentment that says, wow. And therefore, there will never be a grateful heart that says, thank you, God, for what I have. There's greed in that rich fool, and that person gives very little, or that person gives to absolve some guilt because they spend too much, or, or uh, out of guilt, or, um, or, or maybe even just to feel like a good person. That person will give a little and hold on tight, and the appetite for wanting more will just grow and grow and grow. And it's like there's always this churning of I never can just sit down and, and be satisfied with what I have. It's a mindset of never having enough or it's, it's holding tight and it's kind of keeping it rather than giving and this time of year, that's what happens to me. It's like, it's not because I don't have the resources. It's like this attitude in me that says, oh, I hate the spending. And that's the same as someone that's spending like crazy. It's, the, it's a matter of the heart. It's this extreme, overspending or clenched fist like Scrooge. You know Scrooge, right? <laughs> you probably all have seen Ebenezer Scrooge. He lived to make his money. He loved his money. And he had no time for religion or sentimentality, especially Christmas. And then one Christmas, he receives this terrifying wake-up call. And he's visited by the spirit of his dead business partner, Jacob Marley, who uh, was a miser-like Scrooge. And now he's dead and gone, but he is tormented by the things that he neglected to value In life you remember seeing him he's got the chains and and he sees his friend Ebenezer his colleague and he says I don't want that to happen to him he still has opportunity he's still on earth I don't want that to happen to him so he comes and he visits Ebenezer Scrooge and he says Scrooge you need another chance to get this together buddy and there are gonna be three ghosts that come and visit you and you'll see the the ghost of the past and you'll see the ghost of the future but all of us right now have the ghost of the present, don't we? Watch this. <laughs>
1: quiet, 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 children, quiet. <gasps> <gasps> <This>.
2: oh, what <wow.
1: sighs> goose. Enough for an army. <sighs> so, and Chris, Mother, you have done your <sighs> Is it all right then? Hurry, Father, cut the goose. I can't wait.
0: Haven't we forgotten something? Lord, we thank you for the bounty you have placed before us. We thank you for this day of love and joy. We thank you for allowing us to be together to share with each other and with you the fullness of our hearts on this special day.
1: Amen. 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 Peter. Uh, Alice.
0: Linda.
2: Alice. A very small goose.
3: It's all Bob Cratchit can afford. Uh, Me?
0: Are um, served? Yes, yes, sir. yes. Sir. yes sir.
3: Then let's begin.
1: And a Merry Christmas to us all.
0: A Merry Christmas to us all. all. And God bless us, everyone.
1: I'd like to propose a toast to Mr. Ebenezer Scrooge, the founder of our
0: feast, Mr. Scrooge. Long life, Mr. Ebenezer Scrooge. A merry Christmas and a happy new year. I have no doubt his Christmas will be very merry, and he'll be very happy. Mr. Scrooge. Mr. Scrooge.
2: Mm. He's made a point, Bob Cratchit has. Without me, there would be no feast, no goose at all. My head for business has furnished him employment. Is that all you've learned by observing this family on Christmas Day? Oh, no, not all, but one must speak up for oneself, for one's life. <laughs> Here
0: we come, a-whistling among the leaves so green. Here we come, a-wondering so fair to be Love and joy come
3: to you. Merry Christmas now that was a kiss, wasn't it? <laughs> they were keeping it simple, sweetie. <laughs> but you know, all of us today, we have a second chance. We have a chance to look just like Scrooge did at what we have in the present. We have the opportunity to get a perspective, to live a balanced, godly life. Reminded that it's the things that money can't buy that are of the greatest value. You see, the rich fool had a lot, but Jesus also was speaking to those who had very little. And he warned them through the years of doing what I do. I've heard so many people say, well, I can't give my kids a good Christmas. You see, that's that mentality that says, somehow it's based on the material possessions that I give. And Jesus was speaking to this as well. He spoke to us against worry and anxious thoughts. And this hits us all. He spoke to us about thinking that we don't have enough and how that's not God's way. You remember how he talked about the lilies, how they are out in the field that they don't have to spin, they don't have to do anything, but they're so beautiful. And he talked about the birds of the air and the fowl. And he said that their needs are completely taken care of. And he said, don't I care more about you? If I take care of them in that way, can't you believe and live that I'm going to take care of you that way? He spoke against worry and he spoke against anxious anxious thoughts and he said, if you would, if you would just put me first in your life, that I have a guaranteed promise to you that all of your needs will be taken care of. You see, that's where peace and that's where contentment resides. He said that there are so many things that are so important that build a treasure in heaven that money will never buy. Do you see those things? Are you living those things? Like out of Galatians and the fruit of the Spirit, it's love and joy and peace and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. You see, you, there are no laws that will help you get there. There's not enough money to ever buy those things, but these are the things that bring about the abundant life, that bring about the peace, that bring about the contentment, and the only way that that can happen is when we have a power greater than our humanity living within us changing us you can work really hard to have self-control and be disciplined it's going to fail you because our humanity and our human strength is not enough to overcome a lifetime of our tendency to drift away from God It takes the Holy Spirit within us transforming our mind and the only way that can happen is by you receiving him into your heart it's a free gift and what I've found through the years is people think that anything that's free isn't very valuable and the reality of it is that it's those things that money can't buy now Jesus went on to say Remember what's most important, okay? All of these things are okay. He said life doesn't consist of an abundance of possessions. Now, Jesus taught that when we clothe ourselves with those things that money can't buy, When we allow the Holy Spirit to transform us from the inside out, to change our heart, to clean it up, to admit, hey, God, I am hardwired just to be greedy. I'm hardwired to have a bad attitude. I'm hardwired to drift away from you. That's why we need a Savior. And Jesus says when we look to that, when we look to respect, you can't buy respect. You have to earn it. When we look to honor Honoring and and being faithful and self control. Nothing on earth can steal that from you. Nobody can take that away from you unless you allow them to. You see, it's where peace and contentment are found, and it brings the abundant, the blessed the content, the balanced life, and it begins to build a treasure in heaven. Are you building your treasure in heaven? Because everything that you build in heaven will be there when you get there. Everything that you build on earth, you're gonna leave behind. It says, uh, there was an old Spanish proverb that says there are no pockets in a shroud. You know what a shroud is? It's your burial clothes. A little more modern day, it says, there's no U-Hauls behind a hearse can't take it with you but we can build our treasure in heaven with the things that money can never buy now this week I sent out an email to, to the staff and I said okay guys I need you to tell me I need you to help me out with the message here tell me what the best gift you ever got and what the reason for that was okay so I got a lot of now here's what I want you to do I want you to be thinking you'll see the the staff person and the gift and the reason why that was so important but I want you to think through What is it in this that money can't buy? Okay, let's look at Colin. Here he is. Uh, Kim got him a Paul Reed Smith guitar. Now, that makes sense because he loves guitars. He's a luthier. He works on them. And he said, it's because my wife knew how much I appreciate high-quality luthery, and she moved heaven and earth to make it happen without me having a clue. Now, sure, he got a material possession, right? And it's an awesome guitar. But when he looks at that guitar, what do we want him to think about? His wife. And what is it that Kim did for him that money cannot buy? She made it happen, but she expressed to him the deepest depth of intimacy. Now, a lot of you think when you hear that word that that's some kind of physical sexual thing. It's not intimacy is the deepest longing and need that every human has and what intimacy is is to be known is for someone to truly know you for who you are not for who they say you are get it? and what Kim did for Colin there was she keyed into him she paid attention to him she listened to him and she knew what he loved she didn't get him a new crock pot or an iron. <laughs> she got him what he loved because she knew him. That's intimacy. Intimacy, developing intimacy in relationship cannot be bought. And when that happens in a husband and wife, they go to the deepest level of relationship that there is. Let's look at the next one. Uh, this was Trent. He said, the gift was a blanket on Father's Day for my kids with their picture on it. Now everybody go, aw. Isn't that sweet? Okay, so Trent, why is that important? Because I knew they took great initiative. Now, you know your kids, right? Usually you're having to tell them what to do, right? But they did this on their own, without their mother's help uh, to pull that gift off. Now, what was it that they were giving Trent? I hear you. They were giving themselves. They were also saying, I respect you, Dad. Respect? Do you hear respect in there? I love you, Dad. I mean, money cannot buy that, right, parents? Right, dads? To hear your child say that to you, and when you look at that blanket, sure, it's a material possession, and you love it, and their pictures are really cute, but if he misses what's behind that, He's missed the richness of relationship. Let's look at the next one. Okay, this is Buddy, and he said, the greatest gift was forgiveness from a person that I hurt, and the reason is because it allowed him to move forward in becoming a more godly person. Now, this isn't a material possession. However, when someone gave that to him, what were they saying to him? Love you, and, and I value you. You are of great value and worth because I want to be in relationship with you. And I'm willing to forgive that thing that really hurt because you are important. What a great gift to give someone. What a great gift to receive. Let's look at the next one. This is Howard. His, first, his gift was my first shotgun when I was 12. Now, there's a gift, isn't it? He said, because I started hunting at nine, and I had to borrow one for three years, and now I had my own. I put the exclamation point there. I don't think Howard would have. <laughs> uh, now, what? I, I love this one, because for three years, he had to borrow a gun, and, you know, and think about whatever. And... Uh, <laughs> And, and so now that he has his own, what did someone show him? Oh, those were good answers. I don't know what they were, but, but they were good. The thing that I came up with was somebody trusted him, didn't they? Somebody gave him trust that says, son, now you can do this on your own. And some independence. Independence. And that was taking a chance on somebody's heart, but that said, son, you're worth this because you have earned trust, and I'm going to give it to you. And the shotgun is just a bonus. Was it a shotgun? Yeah. Shotgun is just a bonus. Go out and shoot uh, rabbits or whatever. (laughs) Okay, let's look at the next one. Uh, this is Rich, and he said it's an old vintage typewriter, and that sits in his office, and uh, he's, he loves that, and it was from his wife, Kristen, because she heard him say, just say it in passing, and she went out, and she went through a ton of, you know she had to go through a lot of effort to get that old vintage typewriter, right? And uh, what did that mean to him? What was Kristen, was something that money could not buy? When he looks at that typewriter, what is it that he received? That's intimacy again. She knew him, right? Depth of relationship. He knew that she loved, that if she would take all of that uh, time to go to all of that trouble, that means something, doesn't it? It's not just saying, okay, I'll just go buy you that old sweater or okay, I'll just give you whatever. Uh, It's it's from the heart. Now, he gave one more and this was his. He loved his Ninja Turtle underwear when he was five. (laughs) He loved it. And uh, and I said, well, now what is the thing that money can't buy for for uh, rich here? And I said, he was cool. <laughs> he had those ninja, and he and last night he was in uh, the service with us, and he said, and I still have them. <laughs> and I said, I hope you don't have them on. That's all. Uh, that's all I care about. Okay, now this is Kelly. Now this is classic Kelly, right? My crazy eye dog clock. That sounds like something that would be really important to him, doesn't it? But here, that's a material possession. But here's why. Because Kaylee, his daughter, bought it with her own money. Now you know how much kids love their money. And thought I would love it. Which told me how much alike we are. So what did, what, what was the thing that money couldn't buy with, with Kelly and, and with Kaylee? relationship connection connection with his daughter and it's really fun to watch that father-daughter relationship and Kelly's relationship with her and her relationship with him they've got a connection and she keyed into him and she said I love you dad I respect you so when he sees that old crazy dog clock in his office that's one thing which is awesome but what's much more important Now, our last one is this. Michelle, our children's pastor, and she said, I got an engagement ring because Joe proposed to her on Christmas and uh, she loved him (laughs) and it was meaningful and she wanted to marry him. And I asked in the first service, what did she get? And someone said, a crazy husband. (laughs) 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 But what was the thing that money couldn't buy when she got that material possession of an engagement ring? What What was he giving to her? Love. He was giving something even deeper, which was a promise, a promise of commitment. Money can't buy that. Now, it can buy divorces, but money can't buy that. Do you guys follow me? Do you understand what we're doing here? That it's not about the material possessions. Jesus said there's nothing wrong with that. It's about what's going on in your heart, whether you have a lot or whether you have a little. And what's flowing out of your heart? The best gifts ever are the gifts that can't be bought with money. Now, Rich went to a lot of trouble to get this little card. It's in your program there. And if you'd pull it out, I want you to really take that. It's a little gift to you because I asked him the day before it was due if he'd make it and he went to a lot of trouble to make it for me. And there are 50 things there that money can't buy. And I would encourage you, just take one that's not you, just one that could challenge you to through this Christmas season, to dig through and find uh, what it is in there that it takes in order for you to to develop that in your life, 50 things that money can't buy. Look at um, number 21, money can't buy joy. Somebody last night, we were at Cracker Barrel, and they saw a little ornament, and it said joy, and she said, oh, I'm going to get that, and she said, I want two of them. So she bought two of them, and after she bought them, she brought one and gave to me. Now money bought joy, right there. (laughs) But it was only the words and some sparkly little crystals. And I love it. And when I look at that, I'm going to think of her. That was really sweet. But money cannot buy the joy that comes from living a life of allowing Jesus to live in our hearts, to be our best friend, to transform us into looking more like him. The peace and the contentment that can only come from a balanced life that has been transformed through him. You see, we need to think in terms of simple Christmas spending. There are three things that money can't buy that you possess today. And you get to choose how you're going to use them. The first one is your time. The second one is where you place your attention. Are you placing it on the material possessions or are you digging through and you're looking at something much, much deeper that money can't buy You've got your attention. You get to choose where you place it. You probably put your attention right on that band as they walked out, didn't you? (laughs) No, you're with me. You're with me. And the third one is your energy. Yeah, you can buy a Red Bull. (laughs) And you'll go up and you'll go crash. Short term. You've got a lot of energy. I mean, some may feel weak, but we still have a lot of energy. We get to choose how we're going to spend our time our attention, and our energy. Choose wisely. Beware. Watch. Remember that life doesn't revolve around our possessions. And remember that we're hardwired to be greedy. That's why we need a Savior. You see, if we could all admit that, then we'd be quick to embrace that Christ child because we know that we can't do it without him. That's why Paul said, I rejoice greatly in the Lord. I've learned to be content whatever the circumstances. That's the only way it's possible, the only way. You can't work real hard to get that. God has to do that in you. I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. Because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Boy, if we as believers could be living that kind of life, what a difference in the world we would make. Because people would say, I want a little bit of what you have. And you would say, well, I have what money can't buy. And here's what it is. The best gift of all. And that brings us back to the point brings us back to the purpose, the simplicity of the first Christmas. A gift that money can never buy is the best gift of all. Yesterday when I went on my walk, I had, we had the end of the service planned and I listened to this song that Jody's gonna do and I said, oh man, I would love to have that at the very end just for us to listen to and to worship to and to allow God to speak to us and the scripture came to my mind and I love this scripture because it comes out of the Christmas story and it's about Mary and it said but Mary treasured up all these things and she pondered I love that word she pondered in her heart what that means is she brewed on it all of these things that we've focused on here this morning, the word of God, some of my words, it's important to brew on it. To not just get up and quickly do something or the other because that'll just be the extreme, but to brew on it. And Mary pondered in her heart. And so that's what I'd like us to do this morning, the opening of the Advent season, is to just be here and ponder in your heart the words of the psalm The words that maybe the Holy Spirit spoke to you this morning, just simply ponder and we'll worship exactly the way that Mary did. I'd be remiss if I didn't offer this Christ child to someone who may not have him living in your heart today. It's the best decision I ever made. And there's a little baby in here earlier, and I heard a song this week that said, God sent Jesus as a baby because that would make him safe. You think of a baby, how we pick them up in our arms, hold them gently. And that's exactly what Jesus wants us to do with him. And then allow him by receiving him into our heart to move into a dirty neighborhood and begin to change us and make us into more like who he is. That's his desire. He wants us to have that abundant life, but we have a part in it as well. He gives us a choice. We're the one that can say, come on into this dirty stable or no, I'm not ready for you to sleep in here yet. I gotta get things cleaned up and he never said that to do that. He's the one that cleans us up. So let's bow our heads and close our eyes and I just wanna offer someone here this morning that may never have received Jesus as your personal savior. This is the best time to do that. And all you have to do is just welcome him in and say, Lord, Jesus, I want you to live in my heart. I want you to be my savior. I know I can't do this on my own. My tendency is to drift away from you, is to do things that aren't pleasing to you. I need you, Jesus, to transform me. I believe that God sent you as a son. And I believe that you died for my sins and that you rose again. And as you have an open, vulnerable, willing heart, he'll come in with you. He'll be your best friend will be there no matter what. You can call on him 24-7. For those of us that know what that means, it's a, it's a gift that money cannot buy. So I would just encourage you, if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior before, say, thank you, Jesus. And if that's you, would you just raise your hand so that I could see you and thank you, thank you, thank you. <coughs> And maybe for those of us that have allowed Jesus to live in our hearts, there may be places in our hearts that we need to call on him to begin to transform because we know it's living in the extremes. You know, we may not be doing those things that some people would call sin, but we might have a bad attitude. And that's just as sinful as anything else. And you know, in this season, We can get that bad attitude, people get on our nerves, I had someone follow me last night right on (laughs) the bumper of my car and seemed so angry. We let things overwhelm us. So as believers, believers, would you receive him at a deeper level of your heart and allow him to begin to transform those things in you that have gotten out of balance? If you're a believer this morning and you want God to move in to a deeper place in your heart, would you just raise your hand so that I can see you? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Father, I, w- I desire that in my life. I desire, Lord, for you to continue to, to make me into the person that you originally designed me to be. I know, Father, that I can't do that without you. And so, Jesus, I thank you for who you are. I thank you, God, that you sent the most precious gift. I pray, Lord, that we would be people that would take time to recognize all of those things that money can't buy and invest our time and our energy into those things. Sure, Lord, we're going to have a good time with all the glitter and all the presents and all that, but, Father, help us to be a people that looks deeper, that we'll watch. We understand that it takes you as our Savior. We love you. We thank you for everything that's happened here this weekend. God, we give you, I give you all the glory. I thank you for how you've worked in my life. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, thank you guys for being so attentive, and it is a beautiful season, so I want you to enjoy it. Now, when you leave, uh, if, if you accepted Jesus as your Savior, there's a band out there that Mark wants to help you understand. It's really awesome. And then also the Night to Shine table, please stop by that and uh Christmas festival as well. Love you guys. See you next time. For
1: the joy of the world you will pour Bring peace to us all Through the gift of your love Now the darkest of ages are done For the Savior of heaven has come